Welcome to A Walk In My Stilettos, where our goal is to help you walk in your greatness. I'm your host, Makini Smith. Hello, Faith Walkers. Thank you for taking the time to join us today. The purpose of this show is to inspire you to walk in your greatness. We have conversations with amazing women that are letting us step into their stilettos. I get inspired when I see another woman succeeding. But as a mindset coach, what inspires me more is her backstory and the mindset of how she got there. So today's guest is about to bless us with her testimony. And since you're already here, you may as well subscribe. Today we have Jessica Mosley. She's a public relations professional with experience as a journalist for multiple media affiliates such as Huffington Post, Sheen Magazine, Forbes, etc., the Queen Esther radio show and the Miss CEO radio show, which airs in LA, Miami, Chicago, Indianapolis, and Detroit. Jessica is also the owner of Jane Mosley Publishing, PR firm, and the Miss CEO Society for Coaches. Please welcome to the show, Jessica Mosley. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jessica, for agreeing to come on and to share your wisdom with us today. Thank you. Thank you so much. As women, I mean, we have all of these titles that we go by, but I feel that a title that doesn't get enough recognition is our name because it has a meaning and it holds weight. So my first question to you, Jessica, is do you know what your name means? Yes, I do. Um, Actually, uh, you know, it's funny that you asked me this because Jessica, of course, is a derivative of the name Jesse. My dad name is Jesse. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I went to go find out what my name means, it means wealthy. Mm. My name means wealthy. And so at the time when I found it, when I found out what my name meant, I didn't feel so wealthy, you know? <laughs> I didn't feel so wealthy, and there's a lot of things in my life that didn't match up with that. However, I am a wealthy woman, and I'm not just talking about material things. I'm talking about in spirit. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about in mind. I'm talking about, you know, I love Michelle Obama's book, Becoming, because I am becoming Jessica. Mm. That's powerful. That's powerful. Yes, because I, I read... Michelle Obama's book and I had to actually get the audiobook so listening to her voice tell her story it was like so touching so moving so inspiring so yes okay becoming Jessica all right <laughs> so what did you want to be when you're a little girl when I was a little girl I wanted to be a lawyer mm. I wanted to be a lawyer and that's why I, I, I made mention of that book becoming because um, I've had a career where I, I mean, and now even what I'm doing in my business, you know, where I, I'm constantly defending people. I'm constantly helping people just going to those next levels. But, and now I have like this deep passion and don't tell anybody for politics. Mm. So it's like, everything is coming full circle. And I have been looking into what do I need to do to get in school for political science or law. I know that law is going to have, uh, you know, going to be an underlying. Either way it goes, even if I just go straight to law school or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to be a lawyer. I wanted mm-hmm. to be a lawyer. 
So how did you get into PR? What's the, the story there? Oh, gosh. <laughs> that story is funny. Well, because, well, okay, since we have a little time to talk. So I was a VP for the bank doing my own thing. My goal was to be the first African-American president for the state of Indiana for the bank that I was working for. So I was the VP for the bank. One day, my girlfriend calls me up. She's like, I got a radio show. I'm like, how the heck did you get a radio show? I was like, I want to be, I want a radio show too. She's like, well, listen, call my producer and, and tell her what you want to do, what you're going to talk about, because you're going to have to have an idea for a show. At first, I thought I, it was about relationships. I'm like, well, maybe I should talk about relationships. And she's like, no, we have enough relationship shows. Uh, think of something <laughs> else. So when I talked to the producer, she's asking me all what I like to do. And I'm like, well, maybe I said, well, I do love reading. She said, well, have you ever thought about being, so I had showed her some graphics that I had people to make for me because I already had a logo for my company's name that I hadn't even started, but it was the Queen Esther Enterprise. That's what God had given me mm-hmm. to get my, and I had even went down to the to the city county building and did what I was supposed to do to register the name and all that stuff, the Queen Esther Enterprises. So I go and when she sees the logo, she's like, this is powerful. She said, maybe you can just interview authors. And I'm like, yeah, that's a good idea, because then that won't put me in just one particular, you know, um, subject, you know, mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. from every background, every genre, every ethnic, you know, all of that stuff. So I started doing a radio show. Next thing I know, when you're in media, you just meet a lot of people, period. Right. So I met someone who was doing, um, they were doing a book collaboration. I always wanted to be an author. It was like 30 of us. We paid about a thousand plus dollars a piece. We go to the book signing and it is a bunch of crap. It's a tablecloth, <laughs> some peppermints on it. No, I'm serious. It's <laughs> old abandoned book, a, a bootleg photographer with some, you know, and it's mm-hmm. like, did I really just pay this money for this? Mm-hmm. You know, and so I started doing my research. Anyway, I ended up starting to publish books because I'm like, this is not excellence. You know what, when you operate in excellence, you know what excellence looks like. Some people were just happy to get their name published, but my name had been published hundreds of times mm-hmm. in different articles on the bank. So one day I hired a business coach, um, Nikki Woods from the time during the morning show. She, she had her own, she was a business coach at the time. So then she tells me, you know, you're doing PR. I'm like, what's PR? She's like, just because I, because people would call me and tell me they wanted to be on this show, that show, whatever the producer from Steve Harvey. I'm like, yeah, because they saw me with a producer from Steve Harvey, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, yeah, let me call her, get you on the Steve Harvey show. So she's like, Jessica, you're doing PR for free. I'm like, for free? Well, how can I get money off of it? You know? <laughs> yeah. So it was, that's how I didn't even realize I was doing PR. But that's how I got into PR officially when I was told that I was doing PR already and wasn't getting paid for it. I'm like, no, we have to monetize this some type of way. (laughs) And from there, it just opened up so many doors that I can't even imagine. This has afforded me the opportunity to be able to walk away from corporate America for the last three years Mm -hmm. and to do what I love doing for, yeah with helping high achieving men and women. So yes, it has definitely been a journey, but I'm so excited about it. 
So what inspired the name Miss CEO? You know what? God gave it to me in prayer. Mm. I was praying about some things and how God deals with me. And I'm not some super spiritual nutcase, but how he deals with me is like, like he gives it to me like in, like in visions or in dreams, or it might be something that like I can be praying and something it's a play for me, like a movie in my mind. Mm -hmm. And I saw the name Miss CEO and I wrote it as I saw it. M I Z CEO. Mm -hmm. And I went and did what I needed to do. I knew that I knew that, that was God giving me that. Right. And he that gave you a vision. Has, he gave me a vision. Mm -hmm. I knew he had given it to me. And now it has just boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Yeah. So you mentioned a while ago, you know, you now work with high achieving men and women. So how did you go from being homeless to mentoring high achieving men and women? Oh, my God. So 14 years ago, I found myself in a battered women's shelter um, as a result in being in a battered relationship. I was in an abusive relationship or better terminology, domestic violence, abuse um, relationship. and. I had, I was, when I left him, I left with the clothes on my back. I had a seven-year-old son and I was seven months pregnant with my daughter, who's now wow. about to be 14. And, and I, we had to sleep on, I slept on a two-inch cot, big as a house, um, shared the room sometimes with three other women. Sometimes it would be just an, another woman with her child. And then eventually I got put over into the I was accepted into their transitional house and when I say that I left him I left him I was working in corporate ADT ADT security for design security systems mm -hmm. for small businesses so when I look back on everything I can see that it was God still ordering my stuff mm -hmm. with everything even having to be homeless while I was home, I mean, because I, I mean, when I was homeless and I was living, because even when you live in the, in their transitional house, you're still under the category of homelessness. Right. So here I am living in a battered women's transitional house, making more money than the director, because I've always oh, wow. been a, a go-getter, an overcomer. I've always been a aggressive type of chick, period. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I felt like as soon as I had his baby... I'm going to get back on my grind. I'm going to do what I need to do. And I was able to do so much, uh, get my insurance and my, and my security licenses. That enabled me to become an uh, investment banker, then on to a licensed branch manager, from a licensed branch manager to a regional manager, from a regional to a district manager, VP of the bank. So it is, all while living in, in, in transitional housing. Wow. Well, you know what I mean? So there's so much. That's why I have a zero tolerance for excuses mm -hmm. because I can give you a whole list of them. Mm -hmm. You know, my son's father was murdered when my baby was number eight days old. Oh, wow. So, I mean, there's plenty of things I could tell you that has happened in my life. But by the grace of God, I was able to overcome. Wow, so I don't, I don't take these, I don't take 
I have a zero tolerance for crap. Let's put it like that. <laughs> I, I hear you on that. And that's why I love to hear the stories of women like yourself where you overcome so much. You've had so many adversities in your life, but you still managed to push through. You still managed to pull up your boots and say, let's go. I got this. You know, you have something to live for. Like, that's what inspires yeah. me more because, you know, life has sharpened you. Other than, oh, like, right. I, I, I can't deal with people who have had basically no adversities like their biggest struggle in life is like you know they're married with one child and their husband is wealthy they're a stay-at-home mom and they're like oh my god life is so hard like i'm not comparing one person's struggles to another but (laughs) life is a challenge but when you have like little challenge you have no idea so it's so empowering to hear stories like yours like how has that experience changed your view on life going forward? It made me be more compassionate towards people. Mm-hmm. Um, like I was one of those women that would sit at home and watch the Maury Povic show or Jerry Springer. I used to be a Jerry Springer fanatic. And be like, oh girl, you're <laughs> de- I'm talking about the early episodes of Jerry mm-hmm. Springer, not just because mm-hmm. I have out now. But I would be like, girl, you're so stupid. Just leave him. <laughs> Why are you putting up with that? Mm-hmm. You know, living in a shelter made me realize that people make decisions based off of what they feel is the best decision for their circumstances. Like, let's take Hurricane Katrina. And people say, why didn't those people just leave? Some people, poverty is all they know. Right. So all they know how to do is survive. Right. You know, that's all they know how to do. Mm-hmm. So how can I judge them for how they determine they want to survive? Right. So it made me be, um, it also made me be more compassionate with women in particular. Cause you know, some of us be like, girl, I'm not about to be dealing with all them silly women. Mm-hmm. I'm not about to be dealing with this, but it made me embrace because every woman has a story. Yes, exactly. You know, and exactly. no one grows up, no one, read, like you asked me, what did I want to be when I uh, grow up? Mm-hmm. No one raises their hand and says, well, I want to be a single mother of six kids and living in the projects. Exactly. <laughs> you know, no one raises their hand, you know, no one wants that for mm-hmm. themselves. But circumstances happen in life. So I, I try not to be judgmental. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. You know, your example of um, the people from Hurricane Katrina, like something that a lot of people don't even take into consideration is we are conditioned. We are conditioned. We are programmed to think a certain way. We are programmed to do everything that we are doing. And it's a challenge to reprogram that. It's like rewiring a computer. And, you know, part of the work that, that I do with women is help them to do that. But it's not easy. It's a process. So judging yep. people for where they are in the process doesn't help them. Yeah, that's exactly right. I feel like it's just like when we judge people who are um, married and their husbands cheat on them or their wives cheat on them and they stay. Mm-hmm. And uh, some people stay because financially they can't leave. Or some people just believe in they have their spirituality and why they do what they do. You mm-hmm. know, but who am I to judge you? Because what may tick you off may not tick me off. You get right. what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I try to 
mind the business that pays me. How does that sound? <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 You know, it, it's funny. That example that you just gave was exactly my situation at one point. You know, I was married to someone that was verbally and emotionally abusive. And there were many times where I felt like he was cheating, but I didn't have proof. And when I did right. get the proof, it was it was like, okay, well, I've been a stay-at-home mom for four and a half years. I have no savings. He's been, you know, the primary breadwinner in this house. We live a certain lifestyle. And in my head, I was like, okay, what am I going to do? How am I going to get out of this? And I had to, mm-hmm. it took time. It's not like I could just snap my fingers and say, I'm going to leave. And I had mm-hmm. to look at, I can survive living below where we are right now, or I can survive if we had to live in a shelter, but my kids are not used to that. It took Mm -hmm. time for me to figure out my exit strategy. And by the time that happened, you know, things had gotten way worse. So when I finally decided to leave and everyone's like, oh my God, you had it so good. You were traveling, you had luxury cars, you had this, you had that. Why would you leave? I'm like, I should have left a long time ago. I stayed way too long. I just took too long to implement my exit strategy. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, but that's people people judge. will judge you not knowing your situation. That's why I always say, God bless the child that got his own. That's one of my favorite songs. Papa may have, mm-hmm. mama may have, but God bless the child that has it own. It's own, and that's why I want my daughter and my son to be able to, in the event someone decides that they no longer want to be married or treat you right, mm-hmm. you always have an option to leave, mm-hmm. you know, and that you're not stuck based predicated on whether or not someone decides, you know, mm-hmm. to do right by you. Mm-hmm. So I think choice is powerful. And that's why I try to educate as many women as I can, you know, why sit up here. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't let your husband lead. However, I'm not going to let you lead me into the pit either. Right. <laughs> that's, how that's, I, right. that's how I am. Yes. And I that's love right. the Lord, too. So, <laughs> for all you religious fanatics out there. And I do love God. But God does not want his children being abused. I just don't believe that. He does not. Can can we actually touch on that for a minute? Because, I mean, you living in the States, you probably experience a lot more than I do here in Canada. But sometimes we have, like you said, the religious fanatics. You know, they will take a scripture in the Bible and they will use that to justify everything. Oh, yeah. And meanwhile, they're not living it out in their own personal life, but they will use that to tell you how you should live your life. And, you know, I've a lot of the, I'm going to call them internet trolls that I've had to deal with are from the U.S., religious religious fanatics judging either how I'm living, how I'm loving, how I'm serving, but yet their lifestyle is like so far left. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I have come to find out that it's, about your own person your own personal relationship with God yes because there's a lot of things that I know that people would say you know I I know religion when I see it now Mm -hmm. and I don't have a problem submitting to a pastor however God is my source yes and I'm not and I get my orders from the word of God Mm -hmm. and I am not you know a lot of people will tell you what they will and won't do 
And that's their opinion to do that. Mm-hmm. However, that does not mean that I have to live by your rule of law mm-hmm. or your ideology or your philosophy of the scripture. If it's not the word, and the Bible also tells us to rightly divide the word of truth and let every other and let every word be established by two or three witnesses. So in other words, if you're going to give me one scripture, show me the other scripture that backs it up. Right. You know, and my thing is, you know, you can tell people what's in the word of God, but you can't make them do what's in the word of God. It's your job to show them or tell them what to do. I mean, tell them what the word says, but it's between them and God. Mm -hmm. The consequences will not be on you anyway. It's going to be on them. So I'm not going to sit down here. And, you know, I will just be totally honest. I was a very judgmental person at one time, but life has a way of humbling you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I have a brother who's not in the church. Um, uh, my parents are not in the church. But do you think I'm not going to go around my family because they are, because they drink and they smoke cigarettes and all that stuff? No, ma'am. I'm still mm-hmm. going around my nicotine mama. I'm mm-hmm. going to still love on my mother. Because you know what the Bible says, with loving kindness have I drawn yes. thee. You might be the only Bible that they see. Right. Are they really? Yes. You know? Yeah. That's a whole nother topic though, McKinney. <laughs> because I just don't, because I'm telling you, you have to love people where you are. God loved us. The Bible says while we were yet sinners, Christ yes. died for the ungodly. So I'm not here to, listen, that's between them and God. <laughs> <laughs> yes like i'm i am the last one that will be you know quoting the 10 commandments or quoting the scripture because i i believe i am here to just love and to have good relationships with people and to try and serve in the best of my ability but to my understanding <laughs> four of the commandments are about our relationship with god and the other six are about our relationships with people so we are supposed to be loving people and having good relationships and showing love i don't understand where people come with this negativity and hate and try and use the bible and scripture for it oh i listen you know i'm <laughs> I'm trying to make it myself. The Bible says, save yourself. When you get on an airplane, and, and yeah, this is my last thing I'm going to say about that. <laughs> when you get on the airplane, one of the instructions that they give you is to secure your mask first. Yeah. One yeah. day I was on Southwest, and they said, even if you have little children by you, mm-hmm. and yeah. in the event that something happens, secure your mask first. Public announcement today. Mm-hmm. It is your job to help people but you have to save yourself first Mm -hmm. so i i can leave my i can tell my children about the lord i can take them to sunday school Um, i have a son right now he really thinks he's going to do whatever he wants but i've already trained him up in the way he should go and that's between him and god and i want him saved. i want my brother saved. i want i want it to happen however i have to save my so yes 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 speaking of save yourself (laughs) you know you spoke to your experience of having to live in the battered woman shelter and being homeless like can you think of any other major adversities that you've had to experience to get to where you are today because i know those experiences they sharpen you and mold you into the jessica that you are today oh absolutely um I went through infidelity in my marriage. 
And with and during the time I was on a job that I absolutely hated. So it was like I was just going through so much and at, at, you know, at a in a time in my life. And me and my husband, we separated for a while, but I chose to forgive. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It was very hard. And sometimes I still have to work through things just to stay rooted and grounded in my faith. Mm-hmm. And why am I about to cry? <laughs> mm-hmm. But I, I've been through some things that um, only God can fix. Yes. And also, Amen. I've been through some things that only God can heal. Mm-hmm. So when I think of where I am, like I, I alluded back to becoming, mm-hmm. we become, you know, I, I was one of those women that I can never be with someone who cheated on me. I can never be with this because when your trust is broken, you know, but my, but God had to show me that I had put my confidence in the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes as women, we we have these expectations and you should have certain expectations of people that you are in close relationships with. I'm mm-hmm. not saying to give them a free pass to do you any kind of way. Mm-hmm. But here I am, smart, beautiful, loving, mm-hmm. kind, mm-hmm. generous. I will give you anything. I'll give you my last. I think betrayal is more like death to me because I'm a loyalist. Mm-hmm. It, okay. hurts. it hurts. It hurts. It's a, it's it a hurts. hurt that you can't even describe. Mm-hmm. However, um, to be able to push past that and still be standing, mm-hmm. because when it's a matter of the heart, oh my gosh, I had to go to the hospital one time because I was really sick, and they did an EKG on me, and they told me that I had had a heart attack. They, and then he was like, well, I don't know, but it looks like you have had a heart attack or a stroke. And I said, well, when did I have it? They said it has to be within the last six months. And that was during the time of that situation. Right. And because I was in a very low place. Mm-hmm. I was in a low place. But I just want to tell you this, too. God visits the pit. Mm-hmm. He is a God that visits the pit. I am emotionally, physically, financially, and spiritually in a much better place. Amen. Amen. Oh, yeah. Ooh, you know, <laughs> I get goosebumps as you say that. And even as you were speaking where you said, you know, you were getting emotional. When you were describing that indescribable pain and that pain of betrayal, I used to be that girl that when other girls would go through a breakup and they'd be devastated and losing their mind, I would be that girl that said, there are millions of men on this planet. Like, get over it. What are you freaking out about? Until my last breakup. And I understood a different level of pain and betrayal that I had never experienced in my entire life. And that pain, I wasn't even sure how I was going to make it. I felt like I wanted to end 
things without even going into too much detail. That pain from that breakup, the, the only time I had ever felt a pain that intense was when my sister passed away. So I couldn't understand the level of hurt that I was feeling from that breakup. Like you said, God visits the pits. But today, today, I am in a relationship with the most loving man I have ever met in my entire life. And I couldn't be happier. Well, let me say this, McKinney. I believe that God breaks us to make us. Yes. And I believe that because a lot of times we are dependent on the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. And God wants you to be dependent upon him. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have the house, the car, the husband laying next to you in the bed or whatever, he wants to know that he wants to be first in your life. Mm-hmm. I believe that I was out of order in my relationship. And I had to, I had a reality check, mm-hmm. a big reality check that the the Bible tells us not to put no confidence in the flesh. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't go through my husband's phone anymore, okay? Mm-hmm. I don't do any of that stuff. I don't look for things to be, I don't, um, I will say this, I am more in love with my husband today than I was when I first met him. Wow, that's beautiful. I am more in love with him today. Um, I feel like, this is what I will say. God blesses you on the level of trouble that he can trust you with. Mm-hmm. Because loyalty is in loyalty until you can walk away from somebody and you choose to stay. Mm-hmm. I could have broke up my family. And I'm not saying that every woman has, each situation is differently, is different. Mm-hmm. So I don't like people saying, oh, she wants you to just take this and take that. No, I know he knows that that'll never be a second chance for that. Now mm-hmm. that I would never do again. Mm-hmm. However, forgiveness is powerful. Yes. It is powerful and it opens doors spiritually and physically that you can't mm-hmm. even imagine. Mm-hmm. That you cannot even imagine. So I wouldn't I don't believe that I would be able to connect with women on the level that I do. Mm-hmm. Had I not gone through that, had I not been, I, I, I don't, I know that I wouldn't. I right. know that I wouldn't have the connection that I do. I know it. I, I always think, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that you have to experience those painful things, but if you take them as lessons, they can teach you right. so much, and it forces you to appreciate and value the goodness that comes afterwards. Like I would not have appreciated the relationship I have now had I not been in the ones that I had in the past that were toxic. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, It's it's like with anything. You know, I remember when I didn't have a car, when I had to catch the bus. Mm -hmm. So it was like, I was like, I don't care if I get a, a busted up car. As mm-hmm. long as I can be able to drive, you know, because when you used to have everything and then you lose it all, it makes you appreciative. 
makes mm-hmm. you appreciative of saying, oh, I can't shop at JCPenney. Or, you know, blah. you know, there's some people who really think that way, you know, mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. But it makes you appreciative of just being able to have some tablecloths so or just whatever you get them from, you mm-hmm. know, because, you know, going from living nice to living in a shelter. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Okay. <laughs> so have you had any mentors or coaches that have helped you along the way so that you could, you know, get to where you are today? Absolutely. Well, first of all, I have so many women, older women in the church. Uh, the late Lucy Hazelette, she was one of my mentors. She taught me the value of prayer, mm-hmm. spending time with God and turning things over to God. Um, my godmother instrumental on me um going just being the best woman that I can be um career wise my auntie Jackie my grandmother who's no longer with us taught me the value of family I mean I have areas in each of my lives I have some great mentors now um my pastors who I just absolutely Tim and Tanya Harris I just think they're amazing people and that they really love God and his people um, so th- th- there are so many people. My mother, my mother was a male lady for, what, 20 plus years, a single mother. And she, she, I get emotional talking about her. Mm. I always say my name is Jessica and I'm the male lady's daughter. You know, my mm. mother got out there rain, hail, sleet, or snow to provide for her kids. So to me, she is the definition of a phenomenal woman. Mm, to me, she is the definition. So yeah, I've had great mentors, great mentors. Vicki wow. Johnson, you know, I don't even think she knows she was my mentor, but she was. Like, <laughs> she's amazing. Wow. She's amazing. So, yeah, I've had some amazing people in my life, yeah. So with everything that you have on your plate, you know, being a mom, a wife, you know, serving in the community, building your business and helping others, how does Jessica take care of Jessica? What is your self-care routine? Prayer in the morning, spending Mm -hmm. time with God. Like, I have to spend time with God. Mm -hmm. Um, Singing hymns. I'm starting to travel a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So other than when I have speaking engagements, but I, I take care of myself. I'm so family oriented though. So family is everything to me. Mm-hmm. But when, as far as taking care of Jessica, I will tell you my, one of my favorite pastimes. I love watching politics. Okay. I think they're okay. so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Because I was like, I never realized how vicious people are. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I never realized how vicious it is. It is a vicious, vicious thing. So, but I love politics. (laughs) So I just lay across the bed and just watch my politics. MSNBC, CNN, you know, listen to people talk about the president. It's just, it's a never ending story. So, yeah. That that is like a whole nother conversation. I'm like biting my tongue right now. So I'm like, okay, we only have like eight minutes left. I don't want to go down that road. There is so much I can say right now about politics in America, about politics in general. Like I ran in our provincial election last year in 2018. So I guess the equivalent to that in the U.S. would be like your state elections, maybe. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. 
I did not realize how vicious people could be until that point, but I will not go there right now. So, oh, it's all about so, power, girl. People will do it, but that's anywhere. That's in the church. That's um, yes. you know, out here in Washington. You know, out here in our state, local. It's all about power. People will mm-hmm. do anything for power. I have seen, but some of the most vicious politics to me is in the church. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I've seen yeah, it I, I don't get involved in those politics. I stay out of it. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it all. I have seen it all. Okay, so I came across this article that I love because it seems to be pretty accurate so far. And basically, the article says that your favorite type of shoes says a lot about your personality. And it's mm-hmm. no secret that my favorite shoe is a stiletto, although I can't wear them like I used to. But my question to you, Jessica, is what is your favorite type of shoe? Is it a boot, a running shoe, a flat, a flip-flop, pumps, wedge, mule? What's your favorite type of shoe? Pumps. pumps. A stiletto, yeah. Yes. Okay. Let's see. Oh, wow. Let me see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it says pump fans are boss women Mm. okay Mm -hmm. yep it says uh be honest pump fan you're a total girl boss and you know it you're competitive resolute and intimidating to those who can't keep up with your pace this is the most mature of all the shoes if someone (laughs) if someone who's caring efficient and powerful they're usually in a leadership role when everything is falling down around you everyone will turn to the pump woman and say what now and then the pump (laughs) will step in and kick ass and take care of business (laughs) oh my god does that sound like you (laughs) yes it does yes it does can you please send that to me i want yes that is hilarious. I found it in the Reader's Digest, so I'll send you the link. <laughs> please do, please. Okay, so before we go to the final segment of the show, I want you to tell people where they can stay connected with you online. Oh, absolutely. So uh, first of all, you can go to my website, www.missceo, that's M-I-Z as in zebra, ceo.com, or you can reach me at, you can follow me on Instagram, M-I-Z-C-E-O-0717. Or you can find me on Facebook, Jessica Mosley, or Miss CEO, whichever one. Just Google me. I always say, just Google me. You can find me. (laughs) (laughs) So what I'm going to do is in the details section under your episode, we'll have all of your links to your website and your social media so they don't have to search too far. They can click and just connect with you immediately online. Thank you so much. I love that. You're welcome. Outcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. So for the final final segment, call it a walk in wisdom. And that's where I just ask a few reflection questions. And you say the first thing that comes to mind. And for the okay. interest in time, I will probably just pick two or three today. So let's start okay. with name a book that has changed or greatly impacted your life. When a Woman Sped Up, that's a book collaborative that I did. It was about women who survived domestic violence abuse. Mm. Okay. Okay. I can totally see why. Uh, Okay. Uh, If you could have a gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it, what would it say and why? Oh, gosh. Jesus saves. Mm. 
That's what it would say. Okay. Jesus saves. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Name one of the most worthwhile investments you've ever made. And that could be money, time, energy. Oh God, my marriage. Putting mm. spending time in my marriage. That was a it's 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 a worthwhile investment. Beautiful. What have you become better at saying no to in the last five years? And that could be distractions, invitations, family. All of the above. Like I don't <laughs> I don't get invited. I don't I'm no longer I don't care I no longer let people invite me to their pity parties. Yes. Or their um BS, put it mm-hmm. like that. I don't if you have a problem with me and I know I haven't done anything to you, that's on you. God bless you and goodbye. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Wow, love it. Okay. What new belief, behavior, or habit has improved your life in the last five years? That God is in control of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, that has totally changed my life. And that you that family really is everything. Mm-hmm. So I make time for people that I love. Love it. Okay. The last one, I'm going to make it a powerful one. What impact do you want to have on the world? The impact that I want to have is that you can be anything that you want to be. Truly, I now believe that if you put your mind to it, there's absolutely nothing that you cannot achieve. The mm-hmm. impact that I want, I want women especially to know that there is really there for the asking. You really do have not because you ask not. Mm-hmm. My impact, I want people to know. I want people to know that you can love God and still be successful. That yes. God doesn't have a problem with you being successful. Just don't forget about him. But I yes. do want women, I do want to impact women's lives spiritually, financially, emotionally. I want to impact women's lives. Yes. Wow. Thank you, Jessica. Thank you for taking the time to join us. I truly appreciate you sharing your gems with us today. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me. And may God continue to bless the works of your hand, McKinney. I think it is so powerful thank you. to take time out to help others. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jessica. I do truly appreciate you. To all of our faith walkers out there, until next time, subscribe to our newsletter at awakamystilettos.com and grab one of my personal development books that are available online everywhere. And if you've received value from today's show, if you received value from Jessica's testimony, please share it with a friend that needs to hear it. Screenshot this week's episode and tag us on Instagram at the Real Bikini Smith and at Ms. CEO and continue to walk in greatness in your stilettos in a manner worthy of your calling. <laughs>